Welcome to the board game community show. I'm your host, Riley Stock. Join me as I get to know folks in this community. They could be designers or publishers, streamers, podcasters, YouTubers, whatever, really anything with the nerd at the end is welcome here on the Board Game Community Show, Show, Show. It's weird because I'm doing that live and I forgot the words to the song that I wrote myself. Oh well, folks. Oh well. Uh, I have been remodeling my house, my kitchen. Two days into moving into this house, the water pipe in the kitchen sprang a leak in the cold water. And so for over a year now, we've just shut off our cold water when we're not using it and then turn it on for a few minutes when we need to like fill up our water pitcher and feed, you know, water the cats and other animals. And so we finally have enough money to to repair all that and it's been fun but we're also doing like a remodel with it so we're changing up the kitchen redoing the floors took out some walls and it's been very intense so i did not have time to edit the podcast because i've been doing that i've been inhaling cement because we had to cut cement the piping is laid into cement under our so we had to like tear up the entire floor in the front room in the kitchen, cut a pathway in the cement, and then lay the piping. And tomorrow, the day this airs, we'll be pouring cement. And then we're gonna we're gonna sand the cabinets, and we ordered new cabinets, and then we'll paint those cabinets. And then I think we'll finally be laying flooring. We got some cool flooring. Anyways, this isn't board game related. I'm just rambling because that has been my week and I have really, really been wanting to play board games. Like today, I really, really wanted to play Intrepid. It was just like, I I wanted to. I, I wanted to so bad. But we've been living in our bedroom and our bathroom upstairs and the cats have been locked in there and it's just like, it's it's an interesting time. But I'm so excited to have it done probably in the next week or two weeks. I don't know how long it's going to take. So anyways, that's why this is this way. Ramble, ramble. But next week, I hopefully will be able to edit together a podcast. So what I did was ask the community on Twitter. I sent out a tweet and said, couldn't eat couldn't edit this Wells episode because I couldn't type very well, I guess. Couldn't edit this week's episode, so doing a community episode. Tell me your board game highlights for January by Thursday evening, and I'll read it on this week's episode. So, Chris from Board Game Hot Takes. Too much uh, too much enthusiasm at on Twitter. Well, I'm... Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here. We're going to get through this. My highlight was learning to enjoy playing Gaia Project with Adam and Tim. This was previously a game I detested, but thanks in large part to BGA, I've had a lot of fun with it. I 
am so thankful for BGA. I've gotten to play games with Chris and Tim and Adam and other people, and it's so much fun to to be able to just pull up my phone for two minutes and take my turn, and I really enjoy it. It's been a great way to spend my time to to be able to get some more games in and learn a couple games. I'm going to talk about that after this, though, so... Zoe Allred, at Zoe Allred, said, I joined in for the last two rounds of this pandemic game where we just barely won. The bag only had a few pink dice left. We were one outbreak away from losing it, and we managed to get enough dice together to for the final cure. I don't know what this, this pandemic dice game is. It looks really cool, and I want to try it, but I'm going to have to look up what it is. Because it's not like the pandemic dice game where you're on a plane. Rapid response. It's a different one. And so I am I'm very interested in what this is. It said, look at this Knife's Edge pandemic game experimental meds. Is that one of the expansions? Oh, I don't know. All right. At all games, new and old, David... I played the heck out of The Hunger and really enjoyed it, even though my wife defeated me every single time. I love when a game is like that. Like, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. The game is just fun. And it's fun to play with those people. And if it makes it more fun for them to win, even better. So I totally feel you. There's games that my wife beats me at all the time. And I still enjoy playing it. You might be able to hear plane outside we live by an airport and normally i get to edit those out but oh well if it's in here it's in here at chandler b22 brian chandler role player was a new to me game in january and i like it a lot i had trouble with some of the colors but i was able to quickly modify my game to overcome that issue highly recommend i am really interested in role player and i almost just want to get the role player adventures because it's available, and I see it places, and it looks awesome, and I love legacy-type games. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. I'm glad you were able to modify it to be colorblind-friendly. Mr. At Mr. Rao, 643. Ryan, gaming with my kids. Four and six years, Draftosaurus, Animal Upon Animal, and Five Minute Dungeon have been mega-hits this month. Also, my oldest is still addicted to 10 by Alderhuck uh, and Fallout, Flatout games. Uh, that's awesome. I am really interested in Draftosaurus because I think my nephew would absolutely love that. Animal, animal upon animal. I, I saw you post about it earlier, and it looked interesting. Uh, and 5-Minute Dungeon is a favorite around here. I like the 5-Minute Marvel one because they have, like, abilities. Almost gives a little bit of asymmetry, but not... Not that much. It's but it's fun. At fun organized, organized funds. Phil bunkers and badasses, which has been an, a highlight for me too because we've been playing it together, and we're getting we've been recording it, and it'll be a new podcast that is not for those with sensitive ears. It, it'll be explicit, uh, is what I'm saying there. <laughs> And so it won't be like family-friendly Riley here. Um, 
but it's been really, really entertaining. And I laugh so hard when editing that, the, our episodes, our adventures. Oh, I'm so excited to release it. We're just waiting on artwork at this point. And then it shall be out to consume. I was going to go through my insights in January 22, 2022. Oh, I uh, have gotten to do a, quite a bit of gaming and I, I've been logging all of my plays. That was one of my resolutions. And so here I'm going to read through my 14 games I've played this year so far. Just January really is what I'm doing here. I've played... Sagrada, and that's the actual, oh, you know what, let's separate this. I'm going to talk about BGA first, because BGA has been awesome, and I am loving playing on BGA, so I have gotten to learn Targi. I've played that four times, and I I really enjoy the game. It's a really cool uh, two-player game, and I think that my wife would enjoy it, um, but I'm worried that it's there's like a lot of symbols and a lot of things that you have to understand what they mean. So that might be a hindrance there. I don't know if if you have or if you or someone you know is like a light gamer and have played Targi, uh, let me know what they thought of it or you thought of it. Uh, we played. I've played Welcome Two on there. I love Welcome Two. A great flipping right. I've played Lost Ruins of Arnak on there, and that's really fun. Lost Ruins of Arnak is just, uh, I think that was such a good game. One of my favorites of new to me in 2021. And Seasons, I got to play that one, which I hadn't heard a lot of about. But then after I played it, I started seeing it all over Twitter. And that was a really cool one. It seemed interesting. And I would, it's always, I you know, some of these games you learn and you only play once and you need to play through it once in order to finish your learning. So I would be interested to try some of these again and see how I feel about them with the second play. All right, now in-person ones. Sagrada is the one I've played the most with four times, and that's been really fun. My wife and I have loved it. We taught it to some friends who are new to the hobby. We invited them over for dinner and, and played games, and that was really cool, and they loved Sagrada. I, I think they said they might go buy it. They asked if it was a good two-player game, and we're like, yeah, it's good. We play it. So, love Sagrada. Clink Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated. I am missing that so bad because we have our kitchen all torn up, which and our, our table that we normally play games on has a tarp over it with a bunch of tools and things we need for the remodel. And so we don't have anywhere to play Clank Legacy, and I miss it. I miss it so much. Pandemic Hot Zone North America is another one that we played with those friends, and they really, really liked it. We were like kind of winding down for the night. It was almost midnight, and we played one game, because and it plays in like 15, 20 minutes, and they liked it so much. They were like, oh, we lost. We were so close. Let's try it again. And we lost again, and they were still really happy. You know, it's it plays in 15, 20 minutes. It's fun. It can feel like a tight game. Uh, but it's still pretty difficult, especially at four players. My wife and I didn't have too hard of a time at at uh, two, but it was still tricky. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to save that one. Gempire is a really cool one. I got to play online, but not on BGA. And that one is a really fun, interesting kind of city building game. Uh, and it's 
not, it's not even a super great description, but it's, it's almost like set collection, maybe? What would be the description of it? But you gain, like, you gain points for playing something. So you might play, like, oh, now I can't remember. It's so late and my week, my brain is so fried. But anyway, you play, like, a green card and then a yellow card. And then you want to build your green or yellows off of those cards because you can only have three different colors on a row. Uh, but you can build out as much as you want from those. So you could have ten greens and six yellows and then separate your yellows with a red and build three more reds but then you are maxed out on color so you couldn't do any more yellows because it's in between green and red and then those cards will give you points or bonuses based on other cards in your in your uh, city that you've built it's it was one that you know a, a designer had reached out to me and asked me to play it and <coughs> excuse me that happens every so often and I'm really happy to I love playing new games I love giving feedback I love experimenting there and and but it's also like one of those things where oh is it going to be good is this you know ah oh, you never know you just never know and I was really blown away with that one that one was a ton of fun I should have known that is one that I got for a white elephant gift and that's just like a quiz thing where it's weird trivia uh, Lovecraft Letter, I played that at a little party, and that was really fun. I've never played a love letter game, and Lovecraft Letter was really, really cool. And people were telling me what normal love letter is like now that I have the context of Lovecraft Letter, and I'm like, oh, well, this sounds way better. Like, Lovecraft Letter seems way cooler, with a lot more, like, layers to it, much more my style. Making Manhattan, that one's so fun. John Wood, check out Making Manhattan if you haven't seen it. Button Chai Games. The Quacks of Quidlinburg. We bought the upgraded bits. That's been great. And just got the boxes. I actually haven't even put the boxes, the chips in the boxes, the ingredients. Uh, a good little tile drawing luck game. And that's, yeah, push your luck. And then Spirit Island, one of my favorite games still. I mean, it's my number one game. I really miss playing it. I haven't played it for a month now. But I have that expansion, and it's just an amazing game. All right, I'm going to go back. So Brant Brinkerhoff designed Oros. It was his birthday this last week, uh, or a week ago, two weeks ago. I don't know. Anyway, I'm rambling again. And he invited me over to play some games with people, and so they had Lovecraft Letter. That was one of the games playing there. We we got there, and they were already playing some games, and another group started playing that game, and that was really cool. And then... We they started playing uh, uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak, and so I kind of helped teach that and set it up, but we didn't have enough time to join in on the play, so so we played another quick game, and it was Cartographers, and it is a highlight for me. It's my board game highlight of the month because my wife super loved it. Like a day or two later, we were laying in bed, and she was like, I really want to play Cartographers. We should have bought it. We should have gone and got it and I was like oh, okay so I ordered it and it came the next day and of course we've been so busy and tired and my fingers are all torn up from working on cement that we have not had the energy to play it since we got it and I think though we might just go get cartographers heroes 
is that what it's called? Oh gosh, something like that. Heroes? Anyway, same type of game, and I know it can be played separate or combined, which I love when games do that, kind of a, a standalone expansion. And so I'm, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you all think that Heroes is better, Cartographers is better, or both of them combined is the peak experience? Uh, or both of them. I mean, if you only had to pick one, which one would you choose? Both. Let me know both things, okay? I'm rambling again. Oh, this is hard because I don't edit, and so I'm just trying to, like, push through my brain fog. It's 10 o'clock at night. I'm trying to get through this. Ah, right. Ridiculous theme. Ridiculous theme. How about... I think I've already done remodeling. How about pipeling? No, how about your bunny trying to escape a cage? Uh, and escape a house and get free. Whoa, you just, oh, it could be like a vet or a kill shelter to get really dark there. You're just animals, a co-op game, or maybe even semi-co-op if you want to get dark and you could betray your friends, betray the other animals to try and get out and survive. That's dark and really sad. Oh, gosh. Like, my thought was just my bunny has been stuck in his cage since this remodel because we can't let him out. We've had to put him in like a very non-dusty room because they have such sensitive little uh, noses that they are really prone to to, uh, infections. And so I just thought like, oh, my poor little bunny wants to escape. I know it. And I want him to be able to roam free and, and run around, but he can't because there's so much dust. And so that's that's where that led to. Oh gosh, so dark, so dark, people. <laughs> Anyways, that is it. Uh, yeah, we've got the Friend and Foe Adventure Co. That will be hopefully starting in the next couple weeks. Next week should be another normal episode, and Chris Barrows rejoins me, and we talk about how to introduce people into board games. I think it turned out really, really well. I'm excited to share that one. And that is it. So I, oh yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, first of all, don't judge me on a solo episode because really the point of this show is to get to know people in the community and you get to know a little bit, but you get to know me, I guess, Uh, sort of rambling and what I'm like by myself and the uh oh gosh what am i blanking on well anyways if you if you enjoy the podcast give it a rating leave a review i really appreciate it i love the reviews on and some people will just reach out to me and tell me on twitter or email i'm at riled nerd or the board game community show the board game community show at gmail.com and i've been reached out to a couple times about how much people love my interview style and how casual and how I bring out just like, uh, I, I, you know, I help people get to know people better. And I think that's really cool. I, it really, it made me a little teary eyed, a little emotional because that's sort of the idea of it is that you get to know people in the community and feel like they, you could have them at the table with you. In fact, someone today, I won't say who or what or anyway, two guests that I've had on the show, I didn't ask permission, so I won't say names. That's why. Uh, 
have been talking and they're actually going to get together. They live in different states, but they're going to be getting together in uh, like in March sometime to hang out and play a game and or do something together, dinner and something. And that's really cool. I'm just like, what? What? That happened because of me. It's so like, it's so weird and rewarding and makes me feel like the podcast is worth it. Uh, and and I have plans to go and hang out with people that I've had on the show or met in the community, uh, even if I haven't had them on the show. But it's just this, it's a surreal, surreal feeling. So that is it. Uh, I guess, yeah. Until next week, keep nerding out. fond memory for me. I didn't think about this before, but I've been doing them at the end of episodes. So a fond memory for me would be playing, oh gosh, playing Marvel United with my nephew and his his parents because they're not really gamers, but it was such an easy teach. They all understood it really quickly and everyone, you know, gravitated towards characters and just had a cool family building moment and he was so excited his dad was so excited his mom was so excited you know he, oh i get to be doctor strange oh i get to play spider-man oh you know and we get to take down red skull and oh we didn't beat red skull we we were so close we needed one more turn and we could have beat him but and my nephew still had fun even though we lost and i think that's just a really cool experience Psych, I'm going to change mine. That's a really good one, but I remember mine now. Uh, my grandparents used to play games, and it would just be like Pig or, um, oh boy, Rummy, no, Shanghai. Shanghai Rummy? Is that what it's called? Yeah, anyway, we'd play all sorts of little games there, and they were so fun to play with, and really, I think they are what sparked that joy of playing games for me you know whenever we went to grandma and grandpa's they would bust out games and and they they were really funny on sometimes they would like almost cheat but not really or uh you know they would teasingly cheat where they might say be laying down their cards and well look what i got i got a, a four six three nine five and say it as if it was something with such confidence that you just felt like, oh man, that seems like a good hand, but it wasn't, it was just garbage. And I, I just look back at that. They're both, uh, they're both dead now. And, and, uh, yeah, I miss them because it was just so many good times sitting around their table and they also had an electric shuffler. And so anytime I see electric shufflers, that's what it brings me back to is my grandpa just putting in those decks of cards and shuffling them together. Like, and uh, anyway, yeah, so that's my fond memory.